you tired of chasing perfection and always feeling like you fall short? There is a better way. Welcome to the Pop Coach Life with your host, Sharon Smaga, where we are pursuing the art of purpose over perfection. She's going to turn what you think you know on its head and help you discover a life filled with meaning and joy. So buckle up, Buttercup, because here comes Sharon. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Sharon Smago with Purpose Over Perfection. Um, check out my website, popcoach.life. Pop is just short for Purpose Over Perfection, and I thought it sounded kind of catchy. So I hope you've been listening to this series. I'm doing the, a short series on what we call relationship postures. And if you're listening to this and this is the first time you've heard it, I'd encourage you to go ahead and go back. There's three videos before this one because there are uh, four postures all together. And today is my favorite one. Um, relationship postures are very simple, concrete ideas of different ways we engage in relationship. Posture one is you count, I don't count. Posture two is I count, you don't count. Posture three is I don't count, you don't count. We've talked about those again in the, the prior uh, podcasts. And so have a listen. If you have listened to them, you kind of know these really aren't the healthiest way to engage in relationship. They come with some problems. They also come with some uh, perceived rewards that can make it hard to break out of them. But now we're on number four. And so this is not geared toward this is what we've got to fix as much as this is what I call the goal posture. So we're all we're all struggling with the stuff, but if we understand posture four, we now have something that we're working and moving toward that can be really helpful. Posture four looks a lot more like this. And again, it's I count, you count. So we're saying in this posture, we recognize we both have equal value in the relationship. So what, can, what comes along or tends to be uh, part of this kind of relationship, if you've experienced it or you know somebody and you can kind of see this in their relationship, uh, that'll help you label it more. Um, in these kind of relationships or in this posture, there is a mutual respect and value. Mutual respect and value. There is a sense of self for both. So kind of that idea of knowing who I am in the room is what I call it, know who you are in the room. So we need to bring a sense of who we are as a person, that sense of wholeness into relationship. We encourage and cheerlead one another. We will also challenge each other. And by I don't mean negatively or put each other down or um, compete with each other in a negative way. We don't want to do that. That can be really damaging to intimacy but we aren't afraid to challenge each other, to, to get each other to move a little or to share a discomfort, something we don't like, or to share um, something, a gift we see in the partner that we think uh, they would be good at and we challenge them maybe to grow into that or, or consider that. We uh, will hold healthy expectations. So healthy expectations I mean, I don't just accept everything that comes my way. 
I speak up if I, I feel like I need to, and you have room to speak up if you feel like I've crossed a line with you. Um, and we don't expect each other to meet every single need we have. That is not healthy. No relationship can do that. So if that one resonates with you, you're kind of expecting everything from your partner, that one person in your life, and you're wondering why they're not meeting that, it's because they, they just can't. None of us can. Um, that's probably a whole nother uh, podcast subject or vlog discussion. So healthy expectations. We can speak up for ourselves without putting the partner down. So I can speak up, but I'm not going to put you down to be heard or to use my voice um, in a positive um, way. And I leave room for you to also speak up, right? As long as you're not putting me down in a negative and doing it with respect. Uh, I think these relationships definitely have a higher level of communication. And by communication, I don't mean fighting <laughs> per se. I mean effective communication where the connection happens and we can work stuff out. We can problem solve. We can strategize. We can label the things we might need to do some repair on or make change. Um, and we're able to talk those things through without getting and shutting down, walling out, yelling and screaming, those kinds of things. So a higher level of communication, effective communication. I think we're uh, in these relationships, we're able to negotiate and compromise. It's uh, much easier to give deference in a healthy way because if we're treating each other with respect, we're not fighting to feel respected. So it's a lot easier to negotiate, compromise, and even just be deferential at times, right? Um, I don't have to make every little thing a big deal that it be my way in this kind of relationship. I'm much more comfortable um, letting go of some of my preferences, maybe. I think we're able to, in these relationships, celebrate strengths and differences. <laughs> you know, those differences, the things that maybe really attracted you, if we're talking about a love partnership to that partner you have, uh, 10 years later, the things that drive you up a tree. And we all get that this happens. The trick is, in this kind of relationship, in this posture, you're able to still celebrate that. You're able to recognize it may not always work in your favor the exact way you would prefer, but you're still able to step back and say, wait a minute, I appreciate that about you in my life. I appreciate that difference. I don't have to have it all go my way. Um, and, and absolutely that we would celebrate each other's strengths and encourage one another to um, grow out of those strengths, develop out of those strengths in many ways. I also think here we have genuine positive regard. So in the other relationship postures, it was maybe more about control or just um, giving up self to feel close. In this one, we have this genuine positive regard and we don't need to control, we don't need to give up self to be feel close and connected. We get to really truly appreciate one another. We respect each other's boundaries. So we have healthy boundaries. We work on having healthy boundaries and part of that is respecting each other's boundaries instead of bullying each other, punishing by silence, disconnecting. We actually respect it and we want to learn about our partner's boundaries. And the final one I've got here in my notes that I think is a, a big one and a nice one to kind of wrap this up with is, we're safe to express our feelings, wants, and needs. 
And I want you to think of that idea of safety, emotional and physical, psychological, spiritual safety, where I can express, not demand that you give in, meet them, understand them, but I simply have that safety to express how I feel, what I want, what I prefer, what I feel like I might need in the relationship. And that again circles back beautifully to the one where we talked about the, the ability to negotiate and compromise because we have that high level of communication. So that sort of gives you an idea um, of what this posture looks like, the I count, you count. I think it's, you know, there's so much in this we could talk about, but I think this is a really nice kind of intro and a way to consider it. I'd encourage all of you, if you're listening, think about your different relationships and where you're at and be honest. Um, I had a period of time where with one of my children, I felt like without realizing it, I had kind of gotten into this, I count, you don't, because I'm the parent, I'm in charge. And I'm not saying I don't have authority. I have authority as a parent, but I think the way that I was engaging was harmful in some ways because I had gotten into this out of balance kind of unhealthy relationship posture because I didn't know, I didn't understand, I didn't know what to do instead. Now I can see that through posture four and say, okay, well, wait a minute. You know, um, I might still have that authority, but I can still engage in this posture without giving up my parental authority. So even if you're thinking about stuff with your kids, coworkers, a boss, this applies, these postures apply to every relationship you have as a way to start thinking about where you're at and then where do you want to go with it. And I gave you some suggestions in the prior ones how to move towards relationship posture four. So again, if this is your first time listening, you might want to go back to those and have a listen. And I really thank you for your time and listening. I hope this is really helpful for you. It's been a game changer in my life. Um, as a tool that I can apply every day in my life, in my relationships, and it's much more satisfying. It ultimately gives us what I would call, um, posture for it gives us what I would call genuine intimate connection, which is really what we're seeking. So that's another way to say intimacy. But intimacy isn't just, a lot of people think intimacy is about sex or whatever. I'm talking about that intimate connection, that heart-to-heart, mind-to-mind, a connection of presence, just being there for one another, being able to share our feelings, thoughts, fears, insecurities, our hopes, our dreams, all the stuff, right, that we all need and we're often very afraid of. So posture for I count, you count. This is how we get to that genuine intimate connection and it gives us some guidelines around what does that look like so maybe you don't have to be afraid to approach this if you're drawn to it but you're a little afraid of trying to work toward posture for. This has been Sharon Smaga with Pop Coach Life. Thanks for listening and I hope you all have a great day. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Pop Coach Life podcast. To catch all her past shows, go to www.popcoach.life.